Hi, and welcome to Healing Quest, your healthy lifestyle show. I'm Judy Brooks. And I'm Roy Walkenhorst. When we talk about a healthy lifestyle, we're talking about holistic wellness and the natural options to help us all achieve optimum health. Well, thank you for joining us, and happy 4th of July. Hard to believe it's the 4th of July already. It is indeed. We hope you're keeping cool and having fun on this long weekend, which ushers in the second half of 2021. Oh, boy. Again, hard to believe. But since we're now four days into July, we're going to be checking in with Michelle Bernhardt, our resident astrologer, about what's ahead for all of us astrologically. We're also going to preview National Forgiveness Day, which happens on Wednesday of this upcoming week. This is a topic that we've examined closely here on Healing Quest, you know, for quite a while because of how important it is to our emotional well-being. Forgiveness is something that sounds great in principle, but is often very difficult to accomplish in practice. So in her Wild Woman Wisdom segment today, Judy visits with shamanic healer Therese Bonnie, who has a forgiveness technique I think you'll want to know about. So as always, we're going to be covering a lot of ground today, and we're going to begin with a decision virtually every one of us has to make every day in this hot summer weather. Reaching for a cold drink at this time of year is easy to do, but that drink can bring with it a big health danger if it includes artificial sweeteners. The toxic downsides of aspartame, saccharin, and sucralose have been widely reported, but one solution to dealing with them hasn't received as much attention. So for that side of the story, we've asked Kieran Krishnan, Chief Science Officer for Just Thrive Probiotics, to join us today via Zoom from his home base in Chicago. Kieran? Hi, Kieran. Hey, Judy. Hey, Roy. Good to talk to you. It's always good to talk to you. Well, first, let's do a quick review on how the artificial sweeteners actually damage our gut microbiome. Yeah, so, you know, artificial sweeteners, they're not all equal. Um, they, they come in, in a couple of different categories. There are the categories that are considered NNS, which is non-nutritive sweeteners. These are typically synthetic versions of sweeteners. Um, these are the ones that most people are familiar with, you know, things like aspartame and sucralose. Um, these are not natural compounds, which is important to note. Even things like saccharin, you know, which is which is readily found in in diet foods and foods in general. Your body is not used to seeing these things, right? So their their impact is still being elucidated. But what we can what we can see now, um, even with some of the preliminary information, is that they do affect the microbiome in a potentially egregious way, meaning they can create shifts within the microbiome where they increase the growth of certain gram-negative, potentially pathogenic organisms. They can also bring down the growth of organisms that are known to be beneficial for metabolic health, mm. organisms like bifidobacteria and certain types of lactobacilli. Um, and in general, they can also shrink diversity within the microbiome. So, so they have a measurable impact within the gut, and that can't be ignored, right? Because the, the overall benefit was supposed to be, let's reduce sugar intake. These things help you reduce sugar intake. And so it's a positive in general. Uh, but now that we know that the microbiome plays such an important role on our overall outcomes, we have to focus in on what they do to the microbiome. And, and it's also amazing, uh, we should just quickly say, that the, they're sold as uh, weight reduction. But in yeah. fact, they can lead to just the opposite. 
That's exactly right. There's there's been a couple of uh, pretty good sized studies showing that the consumption of diet sodas, for example, that are typically sweetened with things like sucralose and aspartame actually lead to more metabolic dysfunction. They lead to higher weight gain. They lead to more insulin resistance. Um, and in fact, they can even lead to things like overeating more uh, because there is a natural connection in our brain between the degree of sweetness and the caloric content, right? Because remember, sugars are, um, are a source of calories for us. And so when something is extremely sweet, we've got natural programming to tell us that it's really rich and that there's a lot of calories that come from it. Um, and in fact, a lot of people, when things are really rich, really sugary, you really can't eat much of it at all, right? Without, without kind of feeling upset either to your stomach or just even having a mental, um, <laughs> you know, just a mental bar against it. And that's because of that intimate connection. Now, when you start eating non-nutritive sweeteners where you have really high sweet perceptions, yet no calories coming from it, it screws up that fine tuning in your brain or potentially can and will cause people to potentially overeat because you lose that connection. Well, you know, I think many of us have friends who, who, who know that diet drinks that they consume are not that good for them. But at the same time, um, they have a really hard time quitting. Are, are these sweeteners actually that addictive? I mean, more addictive than sugar? You know, that's one of the really fascinating thing. I was reading some, some information on, uh, on blogs from Harvard researchers on this topic. And the idea there is that sugar in itself can be addictive, right? We, we, I think most people have a handle on that. And we see that within kids as well. And in part, it's because... Um, when you when you consume higher levels of sugar, you're feeding certain microbes or organisms that like sugar. Those organisms then can actually create things like neurotransmitters to cause you to crave more sugar because they need it for themselves. So there is a tie there between sugar being addictive and, and the perception of sugar being in an addictive need uh, to satisfy a certain part of our physiology. And the problem with the non-nutritive sweeteners is that they are way more sweet than sugar. Right. You know, many of them are 10, 50, 100 times more sweeter. And um, so if that same kind of perception issue exists for, for sweeteners, then you would think that they would actually be significantly more addictive in that sense than sugar naturally is. And the problem with that is if you ever go back to sugar after using sweeteners for some time, sugar won't have anywhere close to the same sweet perception to you, right? Your your system is geared and tuned towards that really high degree of sharp sweetness from the, from the uh, sweeteners. And so when you do, if you do go back to sugar, you'll actually consume much higher, much richer amounts of it to try to match the perception that you're used to. Oh my gosh. Well, that's not a good thing. <laughs> that's, right. that's definitely not the outcome you're looking for. If you're just joining us, I'm Judy Brooks. And I'm Roy Walkenhorst. You're listening to Healing Quest. And we're speaking with microbiologist Kieran Christian of Just Thrive Probiotics about how to deal with a big downside of artificial sweeteners. You know, I have a question. Stevia, which is a natural sweetener, um, do you recommend that versus sugar? 
So stevia, um, yes. So stevia can be beneficial in some way um, at small doses. And that's another thing that's important as well. All of these things can have dose dependency. You can certainly use too much stevia and it can cause, um, you know, less of a beneficial and negative effects in the system. And, and within stevia, there's a couple of different isolates. So there's glycosides from stevia, and then there's um, something called REB-A, R-E-B-A. Um, what the studies on the microbiota has found is that the REB-A isolate from the stevia leaf can actually have beneficial changes on the microbiome, you know, similar to hmm. other what we call nutritive uh, sweeteners, which are things like xylitol and mannitol, which kind of act as prebiotics, but also have the sweet perception. So I would say the REB-A portion of stevia um, would be better than consuming sugar in general, um, depending on the volume. It's a, a small amount of stevia is better than consuming a larger amount of sugar. And that REB-A portion, if it's done in a small amount, especially in combination with something like a monk fruit, which improves the overall taste profile of stevia where you don't have to use as much can can be you know non-disruptive to the system that's interesting i i had no idea about that that's that's a good tip <laughs> yeah you know look for products that will have stevia with the reb a often it'll say on the label that it's the reb a leaf extract um, and then if they're combining it with monk fruit, that's a good that's a good option because in the work we've done on flavor profiling, we find that you can go way lower on your stevia amount if you combine it with the sweet profile of monk fruit. Thank you for that tip. If you stop drinking sweeteners, will a probiotic help relieve any damage that's been done to the microbiome? Absolutely. And that's a good thing about the microbiome. There's always room to fix it. You know, it's mm. an ecological problem, right? We've got an imbalance that's created by the artificial sweeteners. Um, and that imbalance can always be fixed. And that's a positive thing. And, and in fact, you know, some of the sugar alcohols or some of the uh, nutritive sweeteners, the xylitols and all that can also be beneficial. There are some people that don't tolerate them well. There are some people that um, we'll, we'll get some gas bloating and discomfort in the gut. Um, but there are others that can tolerate it perfectly well and they can act as prebiotics. So you do have options there. If you need a sweet perception, you do have a couple of options that, that are, um, not harmful to the system. It sounds like this would also be a good, uh, place to have prebiotics be involved in keeping your gut, uh, microbiome healthy. That's exactly right. So when you look at the studies on the type of um, organisms that the artificial sweeteners tend to suppress and, uh, and the types of organisms that the prebiotics tend to increase, they're exactly the opposite, right? Or uh, they have the exactly the opposite effect on the microbiome. So the good bacteria that are suppressed by the sweeteners are actually increased in growth by prebiotics. So one way of actually overcoming any sweetener-based damages to utilize a good prebiotic, my favorites are oligosaccharides. I think there's a precision prebiotic that I try to make a habit of taking every day. So uh, we want the neighborhood to be as uh, good as possible down there. Right. I, no, I think that the Just Thrive prebiotic uh, is great. I mm -hmm. put it in with my morning shake. Well, thanks, Kieran. We've been speaking with Kieran Krishnan, Chief Science Officer for Just Thrive Probiotics, about how to protect our gut microbiome from the toxic effects of artificial sweeteners. You can find out more about the spore-based probiotics and the precision... <laughs> 
You can yeah, find, easy for you to say. <laughs> you can find out more about the spore-based probiotics and the precision prebiotics we've been discussing at JustThriveHealth.com. That's JustThriveHealth.com. You know, there are many issues with artificial sweeteners, but what stood out for me in our interview with Kieran is how they sometimes cause overeating, I mean, and weight gain, despite being sold for weight loss. Yeah, you know, as Kieran explained, our brain has a natural connection between the degree of sweetness and the caloric content of what it is we're drinking or eating. So when something is extremely sweet, our brain perceives that as something with a lot of calories. But when that turns out not to be true, our brain thinks we need to eat and drink more to get those calories when, in fact, none of that is true. And that's what actually leads to overeating when that's not what we need to be doing at all. And that's not all with regard to the research uh, involving these artificial sweeteners. Uh, you know, we looked at a Baylor study that found drinking 12 ounces of a sugar-sweetened beverage daily accelerates the growth of intestinal tumors. Now, the study's author says chronic consumption of sugary drinks can shorten the time it takes cancer to develop, which is really interesting. And nutritionists at Harvard have found that the more sugar-sweetened beverages you drink, the higher your risk of early death from cancer or heart disease, which is not a surprise. Right. But, you know, I, what, what is a surprise is how many people don't pay attention to that. I mean, this is not new, new news. It's, yeah, those studies just keep coming out. The research just keeps getting done. I think one other study that uh, I looked at did, did say that one effective way to deal with, to try to reduce the rate of these, uh, of how much um, high fructose corn syrup is in our life, is to tax it. And taxing those high sugar drinks, those uh, artificially uh, sweetened drinks, does seem to reduce the n- amount of consumption. So, Hitting us in the pocketbook may may be an ultimate way to get people's attention. Yeah, I'm sure there's some people that would disagree with that. I'm sure. But But up next in our show, we are going to be talking about forgiveness and why it is so important to our mental health and just our overall emotional well-being. And don't forget, podcasts of this and other Healing Quest shows are available at our website, HealingQuest.tv. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HealingQuest. I'm Roy Walkenhorst. And I'm Judy Brooks, and you're listening to Healing Quest on iHeartRadio. Healing Quest is brought to you by Clearlight Infrared, makers of jacuzzi saunas whose infrared heating technology penetrates deep to boost the immune system, increase blood flow, reduce stress, and detox naturally. You can learn more about jacuzzi saunas at infraredsaunas.com. That's infraredsaunas.com. And use the promo code HEALINGQUEST. Or you can call Clearlight at 1-800-798-1779. That's 1-800-798-1779. Hi, I'm Roy Walkenhorst. And I'm Judy Brooks, and welcome back to Healing Quest, your healthy lifestyle show. You know, our focus is natural options to help us achieve optimum well-being. And keeping our emotional life in balance is a key part of optimum wellness, which is why we'd like to take a few minutes to talk about National Forgiveness Day, which is coming up this Wednesday, July 7th. 
Its organizers say National Forgiveness Day is a perfect time to restore hurt or broken relationships through the gift of forgiveness. They say it's important to note that forgiveness does not mean you accept or approve of what happened, only that you're choosing to let go of the anger and the bad feelings that arose from it. I like what author and motivational speaker Steve Maraboli said. He said, let today be the day you stop being haunted by the ghost of yesterday. Hmm. That's nice. That's a way, good thought. Well, we have explored forgiveness in many different ways on many different occasions over the past 15 years of our healing quest. And one thing we learned is that forgiveness is one powerful gift you can give yourself. Now, author and spiritual teacher Marianne Williamson put it this way when we spoke with her last. You know, the most prestigious academic institutions in the United States have now statistically verified that people who practice forgiveness, that people who who have more love in their lives, that people who pray and meditate on a regular basis, they are physically healthier. Marianne, who Newsweek has called one of the 50 most influential members of the baby boom generation, has spent a lot of time examining forgiveness, or the lack of it, and how it affects our health, especially with regard to the stress in our life and how it's possible for us to literally make ourselves sick. Forgiveness, unforgiveness, is a, is a, is a withhold of love. And in that withhold of love, we are armored, and we are defensive, and we're angry, and we are tough. And we know that stress is the greatest contributor to illness. So absolutely, forgiving means you let it go. And as you let go the harshness of those thought forms, as you relax your mind by the letting go of those thought forms, you know, there's a line in the Course in Miracles, do you prefer to be right or do you prefer to be happy? Of course, moving beyond the difficult things in our life is often much easier said than done. That's for sure. But Marianne says it's worth the effort if we want to be truly healthy. Forgiveness, because it affects the mind on such a deep level. It affects the heart. It affects the emotions. It affects the psyche. So, of course, as forgiveness frees your heart, absolutely, it helps to heal your body. If you're just joining us, I'm Roy Walkenhorst. And I'm Judy Brooks, and you're listening to Healing Quest, and we're talking about forgiveness. So one, one of the great things about forgiveness is that so many people have said and written so much about it. Like for example, way before our time, a fellow named Bernard Meltzer had a call and advice show that ran for over 25 years on the East Coast, and he had a very big audience. And here's what he had to say about forgiveness. When you forgive, you in no way change the past, but you sure do change the future. I like that. I love the element of forgiveness in what he had to say about friendship. He said, quote, a true friend is somebody who thinks you're a good egg, even though he knows you're slightly cracked. (laughs) Okay. And here's one more of his quotes that I really like. Um, It's not directly about forgiveness, but I think it's just a wonderful thought that we could carry with us. He says, quote, blessed are those who give without remembering. And blessed are those who take without forgetting. (laughs) I like that, too. Sounds like a smart guy. You know, when we were moving, I found a bumper sticker from a story that we did in our first season of the TV show. And it says, I I kept it all these years. It says, forgiveness is giving up all hope for a better past. And and that was from the Catherine Blunt Foundation. And and, uh, that was a foundation based on uh, the fact that her mother forgave the man who murdered her daughter. So... An incredible story. That's an incredible story. You'll have to look for that on our podcast. I think we talked about that maybe last year on Forgiveness Day. Anyway, um, one of the other ways that author Mary Beth Jansen recommends, and I like this a lot too, is that we kind of consider the grievance or the punishing grudge against yourself. And oftentimes 
forgiving ourselves is one of the hardest things that we can do. Or it could be someone else. And you look at the details without becoming emotionally charged or attached. It's kind of like looking at it up on a screen like it was a movie. Mm -hmm. And then you say out loud or, or to yourself... I forgive myself or or the other person for you know who caused the pain or the anger or the bitterness that I uh, or they have caused. So, in visualization is something that I I believe in. I think it does definitely work whether you're visualizing something that you want to manifest or you're visualizing something that you want to forgive. We talked about that before on the show is how sometimes you just have to, you know, you just have to let stuff go because it doesn't do you any good to carry it all around with you and carry around those grudges and it, it, it's not good for your health it's certainly not good for your physical health and it's definitely not good for your mental health any other tips for mary beth well uh another suggestion she has is not always saying i'm sorry but instead saying things like you know like instead of saying i'm sorry i was late you say thank you so much for waiting for me and just the energy of the way you say it when you frame it in a positive way it it, uh, it it just has a better effect. Mm-hmm. It has a more energetic, positive effect. Now, you know, to err is human, to forgive is smarter. Studies show that those, in, those inclined to forgive enjoy better physical and mental health than those who are prone to grudges. So any of you out there that are prone to grudges, maybe it's time to let it go. I also like the other version of that quote, to err is human, to forgive is divine. To forgive is divine. Uh, uh, that is so true. Uh, forgiveness, you know, so many people, I, I have encountered this over the mm-hmm. years when we speak about forgiveness because, you know, I've been a big fan of forgiveness for a long, long time. I mean, I think we became familiar with the Forgiveness Alliance oh. 15, 20 years ago. Actually, the very almost beginning on, of Healing Quest. The very first, before we actually even started shooting uh, on a regular basis for Healing Quest, we we went and did a story with uh, Abigail. Mm-hmm. I went I went out to this meeting out in Walnut Creek, and one of the producers I took with me, she said, I have somebody lined up to talk to you. I think you're going to like what she has to say. I think you're going to be glad you're here. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those moments where, um, I mean, this has happened over the years so many times with Healing Quest, where we're just in the right place at the right time, and, and it's just what somebody needs to hear. And I sat down in front of this woman to hear her story when she talks about, you know, forgiving the man that murdered her daughter. I remember in the moment thinking, I could never, I could never, I could could never do that. that. I could never do that. And unfortunately, I had an opportunity to have to have that experience when somebody murdered my brother. And um, I actually, actually was able to get up in court when we had a chance to actually speak to the, uh, to the murderers um, and forgive them. And I didn't do it for them. I did it for me because I didn't want to carry around all that, all that hate and, and pain and just ugly stuff. You know, I did it for me. I did it for me. And so that really made me a, a believer in the power of forgiveness. I think Abigail, she had a, there was a bumper sticker, right? Which is what the forgiveness is about giving up all hope of a better past, which is great because yeah. that's the, you know because you can't change it. Yeah, you can't you can't change the past. You know, and you don't forget about what people do, and it's not like you, you like like that you're giving them a pass for doing something that that hurt you or hurt others. It says you're just giving yourself the the chance to not carry around that burden. I would say to any of you out there that are holding a grudge or uh, just thinking you could just never get get past something. Maybe you don't have to have those people in your life anymore, but 
for let, yourself. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> if actually making that happen and letting it go is something that you're having a problem doing, later in my Wild Woman Wisdom segment, I'll be speaking with shamanic healer Therese Bonnie about her technique for making that happen and, and really, truly letting it go. But up next on our show is Michelle Bernhardt, and we're going to be talking about the planetary energy that's awaiting us now that we've just crossed into the month of July. And don't forget, podcasts of this and all of the Healing Quest episodes are available at our website, HealingQuest.tv. And please follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at Healing Quest. We love hearing from you. I'm Judy Brooks. And I'm Roy Walkenhorst. And you're listening to Healing Quest on iHeartRadio. Healing Quest is brought to you by Clearlight Infrared, makers of jacuzzi saunas whose infrared heating technology penetrates deep to boost the immune system, increase blood flow, reduce stress, and detox naturally. You can learn more about jacuzzi saunas at infraredsaunas.com. That's infraredsaunas.com. And use the promo code HEALINGQUEST. Or you can call Clearlight at 1-800-798-1779. That's 1-800-798-1779. Hi, I'm Judy Brooks. And I'm Roy Walkenhorst, and welcome back to Healing Quest, your healthy lifestyle show. Our focus is the latest in natural options to help us all achieve optimum well-being. Well, since we're now four days into July, it's uh, time for us to check in with astrologer Michelle Bernhardt to see what the astrological energy looks like in the month ahead. Hi, Michelle. Uh, Welcome to Healing Quest again. And my goodness, can you believe it's July already? Oh, my goodness, I can. (laughs) It's going fast. (laughs) So what's in store for all of us in July? Oh, well, July is a time of receptivity. It's when we really want to honor the feminine principle during the month of July, because the moon is the ruling planet for the sign of cancer. And that's where the sun is traveling right now. We don't honor receiving, you know, to receive properly, you have to be very brave because you're out of control. You're letting, allowing something to come in. We want to honor the circle. We want to balance both the masculine and the feminine. And this is the month to really work on the feminine. What this month is about is the interior of things, because that's the, the inside, whereas the masculine is more of the outside, the feminine is more of the inside. So it's also a great time to focus on your home, your family. And when I say family, it doesn't have to be your biological family. Often we create a family and that's just as valuable, but we really want to honor our interior, like the things that the people that are in our inner world, in our inner sanctuary and pay attention to that and tuning into what touches us, right? What really Mm. touches us deeply? Who do we really care about? It's a month of nurturing and being nurtured, but also allowing yourself to receive that nurturing. So you're saying this is a month to go ahead and let yourself receive some love. Receive some love and tune into your emotions. People should be like tune in and see are when you have a feeling or something upsets you. Are you you know how sometimes something happens and you don't realize you're upset and then you act out in another way. 
Oh my gosh, I don't know that that's ever happened to me. <laughs> so this is the time. Maybe. <laughs> so we want to look for those clues like, uh, oh, oh, what? How are we responding to the feelings that we have? Are we conscious? Are we or are we very unconscious about our feelings? And then we kind of yell at somebody else that didn't deserve that that smack, so to speak. Mm. So we need to pay attention to that. Mm. So kind of mon- monitor our. Uh, so I guess what you're saying is this could also be a very emotional month. You know, the fact that cancer is usually about family and relationships Let's just say that a lot of our emotions are wrapped up in those kinds of uh, um, uh, relationships. Exactly. That is exactly what this whole month is about. So it's making what what happens is when we tune in and we make ourselves conscious of what the energy is about, everything moves more smoothly. It's when we're not as conscious that the emotions kind of get a hold of us. And and it's just like the waves in an ocean. We got kind of like it's like, whoa. You know, that's interesting because you're talking about this is a month to really tap into our feminine qualities and inside. Um, I, I think that what you're saying, and you know, you always hear, well, that's just so, you know, women are so emotional. <laughs> so that feminine aspect uh, is it's not a surprise that that would be a time where we might be feeling more emotions. Yes, we, we will be feeling more emotions, but we'll also be feeling more um, you know, that kind of gut feeling, which is different mm-hmm. than emotions. And we want to, we want to trust those gut feelings it, and the gut feeling we usually feel in our stomach. Right. Okay. <laughs> like, you, you, yes, you either get those excited butterflies or you feel like someone kicked you in the stomach or, yes. you know, it's, yes, that's our power center. That's where we're going to get all those emotions. Exactly. And, and that down there, down in, by the stomach area is our kind of our area of knowing. And, and mm-hmm. knowing is different than thinking. So I would say this month, trust your gut, you know, uh, trust your instinct. Uh-huh. Don't try to rationalize it out. This is what a lot of people do, right? We all do this and we try to like talk ourselves out of what we really know. Right. And I, you know, so I would say one little, um, like a little tool or trick or something that, you know, that, that sometimes works for me is if I have this feeling, this gut feeling you know, instead of bringing it into my head and analyze it, I try to bring it into my heart and see if it feels true. Oh, I love it. You know, I yeah, I mean, that. it's like connecting that stomach, connecting those two centers. Yeah. And kind of letting the head just sort of be on the sideline when when we're having that, should I pay attention to this or sh- or not feeling? I absolutely love what you just said. And also, when you bring it to your heart, you ask yourself, does this thought, this feeling, whatever is coming up, does it serve me? Does it bring me more light or does it drain me? Well, thank you, Michelle. Uh, I hope you're going to have some fun this month and and some relaxation and rest. Because oh. I'm hearing you say that that's something... You know, it, even though we've all maybe been in and, you know, and our lives have felt a little limited... I'm going to just venture to say we've also been very anxious. Yes. So, so that those aren't restful times, even though you have downtime. It's not the same. It's not the same. So yeah, it's a, I, di- I would a different say, kind of down. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, leaving it on an up note, I'm going to just say, um, from what I'm hearing you say, this is a good month to receive and to be in touch with your 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 deeper inner knowing. 
Thanks, Michelle, so much. We'll 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 speak to you again next month, and I'm sure it'll be here before we know it. Okay. Have a great month. Bye. Up next, Judy's Wild Woman Wisdom segment and a forgiveness technique from shamanic healer Trees Bonnie. And don't forget, podcasts of this and other Healing Quest shows are available on our website at healingquest.tv. And please follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at Healing Quest. Um, we'd love to hear what you would like to hear us talking about here on the show. And, you know, it's just always good to have you connect with us. I'm Judy Brooks. And I'm Roy Walkenhorst. You're listening to Healing Quest on iHeartRadio. I'm taming my inner critic. You're not welcome here anymore. I'm taming my inner critic. Allow me to kick you out the door. Hi, I'm Judy Ray, and welcome to Wild Woman Wisdom. Well, I hope you're having some success taming your inner critic. I'm happy to say mine is not getting as much airtime as she used to, so that's good. In honor of Global Forgiveness Day, I have invited a very gifted healer, Therese Bonnie, to join me for a conversation about forgiveness. In, in Therese's shamanic practice, she provides tools to help individuals discover and then manifest their unique gifts and talents, and she helps them connect with their, their true selves. Now, her work focuses on creating an authentic, and I love this, contented and fulfilled life. And who doesn't want that? I know for a fact she is someone who really walks her talk. And that's one reason why I admire her so much. She's a living example of how this work really works. So today I want to talk to her about forgiveness and get her thoughts on ways we can forgive others and most importantly, forgive ourselves. Therese, welcome to Wild Woman Wisdom. Hi, Judy. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, it's such a pleasure, and it's so great to just see your face. I love that. I know. That's the wonderful thing about Zoom, isn't it? <laughs> it is. In the flesh, almost. Uh, almost. I want to talk to you today. I mean, we're coming up on uh, um, Global Forgiveness Day, and, you know, we've done. A, I've done a lot over the years on Healing Quest with with forgiveness and just a little bit on Wild Woman Wisdom. But I know with the work you do as a shamanic practitioner, I I know with the work that you do as a shamanic practitioner that you, um, these kinds of issues probably come up on your table with your clients. But I, so first I'm going to ask you to kind of just describe to our listeners briefly what a shamanic practitioner does. And then... What I want to talk to you about today is what you, Therese, do, not what you do with your clients, but what you do for yourself around forgiveness issues. So a shamanic practitioner, um, well, for me, what I would say to keep it simple is we work with the invisible world and we have spirit allies, but mostly what it's about is working with energy. Everything is energy, whether you're in the invisible world, in the visible world, um, everything in both and in all is energy and learning how to connect with your spirit allies and guides and helpers in the invisible world helps you to negotiate and work with energy in this visible world. Hmm. Um Shamanic practitioners and the shamanic work works a lot with nature and um, 
that everything is alive. Everything has energy. Everything interacts with each other. We're all here. And basically, we're all in the same boat. That's very, very simply put. But I think it's clear it's about working with energy, helping people. For me, my practice is about helping people remove, excuse me, remove their blocks and be all that they are inside, not what they think in their head, but who they actually are. Because our little head has a big critic voice that tells us all sorts of things about who we are that really aren't true. They're just patterns and habits that we learned, um, but it's not, you know, who we are as an energy. That is true. And uh, if you've heard my uh, opening theme song, it's, you know, that I'm taming my inner critic. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> and we all need to tame our inner critic. And I, I, I chose that song because it works for me, but I also think that it works for a lot of people listening. So, uh, absolutely. Mine, I named her, her name is Isabel. So that's so, so, but Is- Isabel's not here right now. So I want to talk to <laughs> let's let's talk about forgiveness because you know forgiveness is a practice and our philosophy the philosophy that you know I subscribe to and I think a lot of forgiveness work is done around is that first of all it doesn't mean that when you forgive somebody that you're condoning their behavior or what right. what what they've done and. And so I just, I just want to say that kind of like right off the top that that Absolutely. what we're talking about is the act of forgiveness of others and ourselves mostly is one of the most healing things that we can do for ourselves. We do it for ourselves. We do it for ourselves so that we're not carrying around all that all that baggage. Exactly. I want to know how how you do that for yourself. You know, what I've learned, again, it isn't about condoning. It isn't about the fact that it didn't happen. It did happen. Whatever that experience is, whatever you're working with to forgive someone and or yourself, it's not going to change the past. What it changes is your presence, is the place where you don't have to carry around the energy of that event or those words, right? If you can find the forgiveness in your heart to move forward for both you and the other person, regardless. What I also have learned in my practice is that when we have an event, um, mine, okay, so my sister, I'm very close to my sister, my older sister, and she passed this um, past year. And I went down to her house for the first time after she was gone. And I was in the house um, all by myself because my brother-in-law was also in the hospital. And it took me to a place of knowing that she was no longer going to be with me, that, that, that I would never have her again in this world. Right. And what interesting. And so there was all sorts of things that came up about that, but where it actually led me, which is the forgiveness part, was it wasn't about my sister, but my sister was my go-to person. My mother and I didn't have a close relationship, so I didn't go to my mother with things. I went to my sister. And so delving into that, it led me to my mother and a few incidents Um, that I had done work with over the years around my mother. Um, But two came up where, even though I would have told you previously, I'd probably forgiven her for these two things. 
I realized that I hadn't, I had just mitigated my issues with them. Mm, interesting. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was like, okay, I got that. I understand who my mother was and it's okay. But I hadn't really forgiven her. And so what I need to do for me in my work, and it is what I do with clients, but I have to pull the power out of that situation. I'll just talk about one. My mother said something to me. I was about 21 years old. And um, actually, just to say it, I was going to I was supposed to get married. I didn't want to get married. I tried to get out of it. I did everything I could think of. I finally even went to my mother, who I didn't go to, um, and said, you know, I don't want to do this. My mother was a seamstress. She had made a beautiful dress for me. And she said, do you know how long it took me to make this dress? Oh, my goodness. And I said, okay. And I just turned around, walked away, and I got married. Mm. And when I was with my without my sister in my sister's house, all these things, because she's the one that would come up and help me and be the one and talk to mother and try and, you know, mitigate my issues. And I had to put myself back into the house, standing in front of my mother, saying what I needed to say to her, feeling how I felt, and, you know, we can visualize these things, but we actually really need to feel them and to really feel. I had to stand there and feel how it felt to stand in front of my mother and say that. And then to listen to her response and to pull the energy, to pull the power out of it, to see that those were just words. Those were about my mother's, my mother's feelings, my mother's experience, not mine. And I needed to let the impact that had on me at that time be dispersed, the energy, the power of that energy be dispersed. So how do you do that? Is that do you have a technique that allows you to do that? Well, I think it shows up in many different ways. For me, um, it can be about feeling because it's about the feeling, right? So it can be as I'm feeling the impact of these words, I'm letting them melt off me. I'm letting them break apart and fall to the floor. I'm letting them, I've seen them um, shatter like a, if you had a mirror in front of you and you hit it and it just shattered into a million pieces. I've seen that and I've used that to release the energy what you're trying to do is release that energy that you took in back to the universe because the universe clears up energy the universe doesn't have a good or bad energy it just works with energy so it is about how it appears to you what happens when you feel that and you no longer want to take the energy the power of those words that she had on me and so in that moment for me, it was like they sort of started melting off of me. The the power that it held, like melted off of me. And I let me say, Judy, I also went back and did this like two or three times. Mm. 
Because sometimes we can let go to a certain extent and then something might happen and we kind of revert back. And so you kind of got to always keep making sure, okay, did I take anything back? Am I still, you know, released into that field of being free from that impact? Does that make well, sense? Yeah, that's yes, that makes a lot of sense. And that's a great visual. Uh, you know, somehow when you were saying that, you know, take take the power out of the words, out of the incident, out of the feeling yeah. that we have. Usually, usually that feeling lands somewhere in our body when we feel disappointed or upset. So it, it gets stuck, right? Yes, exactly. And, exactly. And, and that, what the image that I saw uh, for that was, I, I saw a big plug, it plugged in the wall. And it was kind of <laughs> like, just pu just pull that plug right out. And I would say to anybody out there listening, you know, you'll have your own image exactly. of what that means to, to, to release or let go of an energy you've been holding on to that is no longer serving you. Exactly. And when you stand there and you put yourself in this position, and I'll be honest with you, I always close my eyes because it allows me to be more centered inside and, you know, not distracted. And so when you can visualize the situation and then really truly put yourself in it to feel it, then your own image of how that's going to, when you have the intention of, I'm going to let go of this, this is, I forgive her. And this energy doesn't have any power over me anymore. Her words have no power over me. And you have that intention. You're going to have the image come up to you that whether it's shattering glass, unplugging a plug, melting off, whatever it is, that image will come to you. I feel yes. very confident in being able to say that. And even if people, I have friends who actually do um, great shamanic work and they're not visual people. So it's not like they maybe see a picture like I might see, but there's a feeling and a sensation and you still have a knowing that something shifted, that something changed. Mm, good, good point. Because I, right. We all take in information differently and exactly. And and respond Sometimes to it differently. it's more of an audio. Some people are very audio. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of hear something. So just, it's more about your intention, your feeling, and being open to allowing this to take place, to truly wanting to forgive the situation. Intention has a lot of power. Yes. And so if it stands up against that power that you want to let go of, I think it pretty much wins hands down because your intention always moves the energy forward. We sometimes don't realize the power of our intention and we are intending to do things all the time, even when exactly. we're not intending to. I mean, we're always making a choice. Mm -hmm. We're all. <laughs> yes, we are. All, yes, all day long. Are. And half the time we're making choices. We're not even aware that we're making that choice. We're just, yes. do it. We're just doing it. And and that's a whole other topic and we can talk about choices right. sometime but but <laughs> but but getting but getting back to forgiveness is there something that you would like to leave our listeners with is there is there a, any wisdom that you would like to impart around forgiveness that you have learned yourself it makes um more space in your being it gives you a freedom that allows more truth your truth, what's your real truth to um, come forward as opposed to your patterns. 
Um, because we typically, when we have, and I'll just use mine example. So my, my mother's words impacted me in a way that I developed a pattern around or a behavior around. Right. And so when you take the power out of that and you forgive, then it allows that space for you to open up into just really who you are. Well, I think that's a wonderful place to stop. Uh, you know, if you can open up space in yourself to just be who you really are, you've really accomplished something. Yes, you have. That's that I do believe is the intention of this lifetime. Oh, juicy. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is my intention, Therese Bonnie, to have you back on the show again to talk about some other things. But uh, and, and in full disclosure, everybody out there, I, I Teresa and I have known each other for many, 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 many years. And I have been blessed to have her uh, in my life as, as a dear, dear friend and a practitioner that's done a lot of terrific shamanic work with me and helped me get through some forgiveness issues. So uh, I just want to be transparent about that. <laughs> Thank you. And I too, in that, I just adore you. Well, see, it's a love fest. It's a love fest. <laughs> well, thanks for being with me today on uh, nowwithpurpose.com and for sharing your wild woman wisdom with me. Have Thank a great you. Have, Have a, a great time. day, and thank you very much. Well, you can tell I'm a big fan of Therese Bonnie, and I love that she shared her own forgiveness work with us. I said she does practice what she teaches. Now, you can learn more about her work at com. Well, that's my Wild Woman Wisdom for today. Thanks so much for listening. Please follow me on Facebook.com, Wild Woman Wisdom. I would really love to hear from you. So have a great week. And if you have someone you can forgive, including yourself, give it a try and see if it just might lighten your load. And good luck taming your inner critic. I'm Judy Ray, and this is Wild Woman Wisdom on NowWithPurpose.com. I'm taming my inner critic. You have no power over me. I'm taming. My inner critic, knowing my worth, has finally set me free. So back off! Well, I hope you found something to take away from my conversation with shamanic practitioner Therese Bonnie. I know I did. I always do. Well, thanks so much for uh, joining us today. And for my partner, Roy Walkenhorst, you've been listening to Healing Quest on iHeartRadio. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Healing Quest. Have a fabulous week. And uh, again, I'm just going to say, if you, if you have somebody you'd like to forgive, including yourself, this is the week to do it. Have a great week. Have a great week.